welcome to Ugh Men. I'm Matthew and today we're going to be chatting a little bit about masculinity, all things manhood and all things disappointment, to be honest. So that's where we bring in Hugo. Um, I live with Hugo and we have a lot of different opinions as to, um, but we can find common ground and that's what we're here to prove today. So Hugo, if you want to say a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm Hugo, I'm a 21-year-old male, I'm living with Matthew, I've known him for about six months now. Um, obviously I'm straight, he's gay, it has been definitely like a learning curve for both of us, we both have very unique and different opinions and today we're just trying to really work out and what my opinion is and what his opinion is and how we can influence each other and change the way we think about a perspective or situation. And um, yeah, Matthew's got some questions to ask me, really. I do have some questions. Just a little kind of summary of what we're going to be going over today. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be looking at humour from both a straight and a gay perspective. Yeah. And we're also going to be looking at the figure of Andrew Tate through the lens of that. So mm -hmm. we're going to be talking all things Andrew Tate. Is he funny? Is he not funny? Is mm -hmm. he harmful? Is he inspiring? Yeah. I kind of want to just talk about that for a while, because we already know we have very different opinions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but I do want to start off with something a little bit more light-hearted. So, no, go for it. What do you think makes a joke funny? Um, so, personally, I, I believe, like, uh, a hint of truth definitely makes uh, a joke funny because at the end of the day that's what makes like a joke relatable if there is that hint of truth that's mm -hmm. in it so from from that thing like I suppose I would say like stereotypes can be funny yeah. but depending on like the intention of them um, I believe in irony and I believe like self-deprecating humor where no one's at a loss is definitely better than when you're putting someone down. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you ever feel like putting someone down can be considered humour? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, not the, it's not the best humour, but definitely, like, the downfall of certain people is funny and, like, it's definitely yeah. prevalent in our culture currently, like, with the council culture. At the end of the day, they're doing it because it's funny. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, see, this is where we differ because I would say that council culture, people aren't doing it because it's funny or because it's relatable or just to jump on the bandwagon and tear down Doja Cat because she made a demon music video. People are uh, doing... Yes, so obviously there's two sides to everything. Like, people are doing council case, case culture. Basis. Mm -hmm, indeed. But it's based on, more so from my perspective, whether people, people can separate art from artists, and that's something that I feel like many people are able to do. Mm -hmm, but there comes 100%. a point when that is, not, that is not okay anymore because of the artist's doings or actions or yeah. like if they've perpetrated anything against someone else. And people find that separating art and artist is fine until they do something that they can't really go back on. They do something that crosses the line and then that's when mm. I feel like cancel culture comes out mm. and what 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 kind of when you say artists we have what what artists have So R. Kelly. Um, R. Kelly, yeah. Well, R. Kelly just straight down after 
the things that I mean, I'm not too sure what, what he did but wasn't it like sexual assault it was sexual assault yeah it wasn't the best to be honest like had quite a few good songs out there and wrecked his entire career because no, yeah, he made some same, poorly decisions same with like Wiley as well mm-hmm. being like anti-semitic although it's quite it's, I think with cancel culture the main thing is people are going to find different things acceptable different things unacceptable mm-hmm. but when the majority of the public find something demonising that's when they'll come out they'll try and take the platform away from whoever yeah. has it they'll because they don't want the money and the actual monetization of it all going towards this person like they want to strip them of all their wealth their finances their fame do you, do you think um andrew tate fans would have been part of the group that cancelled doja cat see i feel like yes andrew tate andrew tate supporters are just a bunch of conspiracy theorists <laughs> from my perspective mm-hmm. they want to trust in something higher and have almost made him an idealistic version of mm-hmm. manhood masculinity it's kind of very god-fearing in a way and it's quite scary to me but i do believe that all it is the conspiracy behind it all it's the conspiracy of but what if he's doing this and there's something behind it mm-hmm. it's what if he is perpetrating all these actions he's saying all of these negative comments towards women he's saying mm-hmm. all of this but he's doing it for a reason and there's actually some truth in it yeah well it's, it's surrealism yeah it's exaggerating the truth in an absurd manner that mm-hmm. is a form of humor mm-hmm. technically so this is this is where we we differ so obviously this that being a form of humor it is it is without a doubt humor but is the, it detrimental? Is it detrimental? That that is the question. See, and like I, I don't know. Of course, humour's de- like detrimental. Can be like self-deprecating humour can be detrimental mm-hmm. if the wrong person is doing it and doing it consistent consistently. It's like a sign of depression. Um, but we still say that self-deprecating humour where someone's not getting put down is the best form of humour. Yeah. And that can still be detrimental. So, of course, the surreal and absurdism, like, humour can be detrimental, but at the end of the day, like, it's it's to the point where, obviously, there's going to be unintended consequences. It's the internet. Not 100% of people are ever going to agree on anything there. And... Like, if 99% of people don't find it detrimental and 1% do, I wouldn't class that humour as detrimental personally. Yeah. So, bringing it back to Andrew Tate, that's something that we do agree on. I believe that if the majority of the population decides upon them, upon them that some humour is detrimental, we should employ cancel culture. Because mm-hmm. I don't see cancel culture as a negative thing. I think it's very useful in terms of in terms of R. Kelly, someone that shouldn't be getting all of the rights to his music, yeah. like someone that shouldn't be getting every single stream yeah. to bump and grind. But the, the, the problem with cancel culture is look at situations like the Johnny Depp case mm-hmm. where there was prior rumours and allegations and he got cancelled, 
removed from all the contra- contracts with Disney and then like the court case happened and it turned out that it wasn't what the allegations were as such yeah. and he, he got cleared of it in a court of law. So that definitely is an example of like bad cancel culture. But then it comes back down to not everyone's going to take everything in the same way. There was supporters for Johnny Depp, there were supporters for Amber Heard, there were supporters for both ends and no one could agree. Yes, it was vindicated mm-hmm. in, a tri- in a trial of law, but we know that the law system isn't really something to be trusted within America. We know that mm-hmm. it just isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> in, yeah. in that case, there's always the court of public opinion to go with because public opinion is necessarily more powerful than the court of law in my eyes because you can be a paedophile and not get convicted for said crime mm-hmm. and the court of public opinion will still apprehend you for that they'll still perpetrate negative, yeah. negative things towards you because of that mm-hmm. they'll still your life will still be under threat because of that because of the actions of the public like yeah it comes it all everything comes back to the public because we're the ones giving the power to these institutions mm-hmm. that are legally throwing people into jail like yeah. because of it and that whole thing of like if 50% of a population agrees that something is detrimental that thing should be cancelled mm-hmm. I think that majority of the time people know if something's getting too absurd but if there's enough people saying that it's not absurd it's a concrete issue that needs to be tackled cancel culture can then be employed successfully yeah. and deplatform a person and I believe that is something that can happen to can, should happen to Andrew Tate mm-hmm. just because as we said like majority of the population I most of the women I've met aren't fans of Andrew Tate and they take mm-hmm. on 50% of the population and yes. I also know that there are a lot of men who are just estranged from that whole idea of whatever Andrew Tate is preaching, all of his ideals and his morals. I know that not all men subscribe to that. I know that some Mm -hmm. men do, and some men find high value in it of some sorts, but I know that not all men do. So my question to you is, why would we not cancel Andrew Tate? Because Mm -hmm. clearly the majority of people... With with Andrew Tate, it's, um, it's very interesting watching his content because he does not produce short clips of himself. He only produces long-form content and podcasts, which, if you actually watch and digest fully, there is context that is not given within the shorts that definitely help his sense of humour be less detrimental and because of the short like it only people at the end of the day do judge books by their cover Mm -hmm. so when they're seeing 10 second clips of andrew tate and he's there's no contact no context it can be easily misread and i i think this population has a very short attention span and they're not actually read get reading the full picture and reading into the full story and uh those people really worthy if they haven't spent more than an hour actually watching a full podcast of his to make a decision that will impact his life i don't personally believe so i don't think that's fair at all because you don't know the full picture or the full conversation 
See, I, I completely agree that he... I know that he doesn't produce short-form content of himself because I see him all the time on YouTube Shorts and mm-hmm. I know that none of them accounts are his. Mm-hmm. It's just people no, trying exactly. to cash grab. It's people knowing that he's a controversial figure, putting him on the YouTube Shorts... To and they, they want to make in. it the most yeah. com- the controversial possible because at the end of the day... That's what's going to get the views. That's what gets the views, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's... He can't help that situation. That is just the internet currently so mm. i personally i wouldn't i would never cancel anyone for anything really like that they say if it's freedom of speech like yeah let the public decide that sure see i believe in but i don't believe like removing them from the platforms or freezing all their bank accounts and taking all their property and whatnot just instantly i don't i don't think that's beneficial in the slightest i don't think it's beneficial most of the time However, when it comes to people like Andrew Tate who are preaching misogyny in some form, mm-hmm. that I feel like we can agree on that because he, although most of his clips are taken out of context, yeah. and I know that people will use him as a controversial figure, pl- place him in situations without the context to feed into the hype of it all and feed into the hysteria. Yeah. But when you come back to the morals that he is preaching, mm-hmm. they're very personal things. They're very personal morals that he can... I don't feel like he can spread as kind of teachings, which he does, because they have negative implications for just women in general. Mm. Like, they have negative implications of... He's teaching these young boys to treat women as housewives if they want to, but these boys are going to see this as normal and only want to be with women who want to be housewives because little, like, little boys are impressionable. Yeah. It's not something that they're going to be having in their head of kind of like, oh, but a woman can do what they want, they can do this, they can do that. It's They're going to take it in and they're going to run with it. Yeah, and no, like, absolutely. Like, I, I agree... I agree how that can, in, like, imper- pr- like, print an impression on, like, a young mind, but at the end of the day, like, it's, it's just a point of view, once again. And at the end of the day, it's a very, like... Our creation as a whole, humans, is mental. Like, we have come from animals, and you can look in cases of, like other animals there are very distinct roles between male and female and like I don't believe Andrew Tate saying you can't do what you want of course they can do what they want but like that is the morals that a successful male would look for and like that is like fact whether that that and facts don't care about feelings so of course like he's saying that but like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a weird one, like... Because there, there are distinct variations between males and females. Yeah. Like, may, men are stronger and more athletic and do, in the classic caveman sense, would have done the hunting. Yeah. And the females would have done the clothes washing and caring and breastfeeding because that's what they have been biologically designed to do. Mm. But, of course, we're now in the 20s... 20th century 21st 21st century (laughs) 
So, and like we've, we've developed so much within the last 200 years and 200 years ago, without all this technology and automation and males needing to work, because like, let's face it, we couldn't get Amy to do, <laughs> to do go work on the farm. <laughs> yeah, but if Amy wanted to go work on the Just farm, go for it. she would slay at it. Yeah. But... but no man should tell her not to. <laughs> this is the thing. I think that... I agree with what you're saying about it's just another opinion. Like, but freedom of speech, you can... Ha- like, people can have their freedom of speech, but not without consequence. <laughs> like, people can say whatever they want, they can do whatever they want, but there will be consequences for it, and then it comes back to the court of public opinion. Yeah. Like, it's... That's, that's very much how I see it, of, like, if... Because there are things that we know as a society that we should just not say. Mm-hmm. Like, just to keep the peace, like, to keep peace between different races, different sexualities, different genders. There are just commonplace things that we know to avoid and not speak about for just the peace of mind of the the people around us. And I believe that Andrew Tate preaches the freedom of speech and applaud him for that, but what he does not want to accept is the responsibility for his speech in the fact that he has said so many negative things about women. He's these traditional gender roles that you even said, like animals, they have these gender roles within them. They're mm-hmm. two separate kind of entities, two different beings that have different strengths and different weaknesses. Yeah. But do you not feel like the reason that we're at the top of the food chain, the reason we're humans and not animals is because we've moved past that. Like it's because we've kind of came out of needing these stereotypical gender roles, people can be what they want to be in this society now. People can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They have freedom of speech, but they also have freedom now. Do you know what I'm saying? They have the ability to go out, do what they want to do, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, and that's what Andrew Tate does actually preach. He says that he doesn't believe that anyone has more of an advantage than anyone else. They need to get up and work. Mm-hmm. And I think that... In terms of pinning us down to just our biological standpoints is so detrimental because it's forcing us back into kind of this primal state of man provide, woman take care of home, and it's not allowing for any progression. It's not allowing for... There could be 18 better ways to live than a man providing and a woman nurturing, but we just haven't grown past the need for that yet as a, mm. as a society of, like, imploring these gender roles onto different relationships. Like, I'm in a relationship now with another man. There's mm-hmm. no gender roles in, within our relationship. Well, there is, but we have to create them for what they are. We can't just say, because you're a girl, you're going to do all of these things, and because I'm a boy, I'm going to do all of these things. We need to mm. divvy it up. Like, we need to divvy up the responsibility regardless of the gender because we have the same one. And I think that I've noticed for myself that that just works better as a system because you can play to the individual strengths and weaknesses within the couple rather than actually just going based off what genitalia you have. Mm. Like, I feel like we've kind of moved past the need for gender roles and for the need for gender roles to be preached and teached because they are just... 
like these these commonplace things that society falls into anyway like you go to school the girls will hang out with the girls and do girly things the boys will hang out with the boys and do boyish things mm-hmm. these are things that are just kind of naturally socially going to happen anyway they're, it's going to be there regardless so why not when we're adults and we're actually free of that and we're acknowledging all of the differences that we have why do we let them differences bind us and not allow ourselves to escape the differences well, in order for a better I future? I don't think it's binding us, but obviously the majority in males and females, they, like, they, they want... It's easy to slip into because it's just... They do typically want to do that rather than that. And... Like as a man, then I'd rather do take the bins out than do some cleaning, and it's just that typical way of splitting it. Yeah. And to be fair, I feel like it's quite a, uh, it's quite nice. I I don't dispute that. I feel like people that work well in that system will work well in that system. People that want to, like, subscribe to gender roles and live by them because. It feels natural, it feels correct, it feels mm-hmm. loving in an environment, that's fine. But when it's being preached on a podium of sorts, because Andrew Tate is one of the most famous people in the world at the moment. Yeah, he's the most Googled man. Exactly. The, Crazy the most how, Googled how man. He went. But does that not speak out on a very big issue that they, people are... I think it's, like a, it speaks to an issue within men, in my yeah, eyes. 100%. It speaks to an issue within... It's the whole boys don't cry narrative. It's the whole toxic masculinity. It's just... It's all wrapped up in a nice little bow in my head. Like, I, I can see exactly why men value the, the kind of teachings of Andrew Tate. I see value in some of the things that he says too, but I don't feel like his pros outweigh his cons by any means. Mm-hmm. Like, I very much believe that he is a disgusting individual... Who needs to be apprehended for his actions but mm-hmm. saying that I do understand why he was the most googled man because it's not only a problem of in my eyes it's not only a problem of men who may be slightly misogynistic that are subscribing to these ideals of gender roles within a relationship that he's preaching very forcefully and very degrading as well he's very degrading to women just with his language and vocabulary and the way that he speaks like choosing words like dishwasher to refer to a woman instead. Yeah. Like, just cut, like little little jokes like that that we all, we said it's about yeah. the intention, and we know his intention no, is to kind of promote these like, gender roles. But he's also degrading to lazy men, calling them, like, fat virgin fucking Discord mods and shit. So at the end of the day, like, he's not choosing one group to insult at all. No, he's not choosing one group to insult. However the people that he's choosing to insult are not... It's not their fault that they're under that circumstance. He's insulting mm-hmm. women for being women. He's, inserted, he's insulting fat people or larger people because he's not. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. He's constantly just preaching, you're right, no, no, you're wrong and I'm right. But in every sense, in the sense of I'm a man, I'm right. I'm a muscular man, I'm right. I own 10 cars, I'm right. Like, it all comes under one umbrella once again of just him having that false sense of manhood that he needs to uphold 
and so many other men thinking, this is brilliant, let me attribute myself to this because maybe one day I'll have an ounce of courage as much as Andrew Tate because no one mm. that I've spoken to other than you has openly, that supports Andrew Tate when I've confronted them, has openly admitted to supporting Andrew Tate in front of me and a room full of girls as well. <laughs> like, I do, I do think that it's kind of, like the support for him is hidden because people do know that he is a detrimental figure in our society. Like, yeah, people do I, shroud their support for him. Yeah, well, I, to be honest, I think a lot of it is just because <laughs> they know girls hate them, like, hate him, so they just do it to look as best as possible in their public image, which is, like, narcissistic, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. It's just showing, having two phases. I wanted to ask... Um, what, what specific ideals, because we spoke a little bit about mm -hmm. we agree with Andrew Tate on some things and not others. Yeah. What ideals of his do actually resonate with you that you implore in your day-to-day -day life? Like, things that you can take from him that you can say, I know this for myself. Can you repeat the question? Just, like, ideals that Andrew Tate has that resonate with you. Like, things that he has said that... Mm -hmm. you definitely definitely like I like obviously like my family's African and like they they do it's 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 weird because like I've come from a weird background where like laziness is like not tolerated in the slightest like my mum grew up in a bush war with like bombs going past and she had to be told and do that without any hesitation whatsoever. She was taught shoot to kill from the age of seven. So, like, when it comes to doing everyday tasks and jobs, like, the English people are lazy, in my opinion, extremely, extremely lazy and, like, don't really know what a good job is. And, like, it's quite, it's quite sad to see, to be honest, because when you go to, like, Portugal... Each shop owner is sweeping the outside of their street in the morning, etc., etc., and actually doing a really, really good job. And definitely in America and England and like Western cultures, I see a very clear lack of caring truly about like the environment, litter, and surroundings. So I think where like the one thing Andrew Tate I resonate with is like the laziness of other people and that you do just need to get up and do it and you're not gonna improve by not doing it and people definitely need to need to do that and I also believe in like physical health is also mental health a hundred percent like I'm in a di different mind space after I've gone gym from when I haven't been gym and it's like evident in the amount of work I do, etc., etc. Like if you get up and clean your toilet in the morning, you're gonna have the most chores and stuff done ever, just because you're in that headspace. So I definitely believe with that, and I I also believe in facts, not caring about feelings. Like if a fact's a fact, a fact is a fact. See, I am all for facts, but. Facts have to care about feelings because if I'm going to be like blunt about it, feelings are what are driving people to suicide. Feelings are what drive pe people to have 
such low mental health, regardless of their physical. Like, feeling come back down to the backbone of society, in my opinion, because if you don't have anything else, at least you can feel. At mm. least you can express your own emotion, at least you can feel what you feel about the situation, because that's the only thing that you know is entirely real, to be honest. The only thing that you know is yeah, actually... Abs- absolutely. So it's... When it comes down to facts versus feelings, I feel like instead of facts versus feelings, why not fact and feeling? Kind of come back to it in a sense of like, yes, people are lazy, people can kind of not be motivated to do stuff, Mm -hmm. but why is that? Do Do you enjoy the society that we're in now? Do you think that this is a great society for us to want to achieve in because the rewards well, are fair. So at the end of the day, so let's look at China. The fact is that their population's over a billion plus, and obviously there's male and females, and they're not born equally. So China has, I think, 86 million males in their population that if everyone was coupled with, would have to be single. And obviously, like, whether, like, let's, let's go to what, what attracts a female to a male, like, sexual activity, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, a woman would pick a man over another one for being more muscular, to, like, muscular or being more athletic mm-hmm. and have the ability to do more. So when Andrew Tate says, because he very much preaches... Be capable of violence, but do not use it. And that is attractive to females, whether whether you like it or not. And obviously there's a massive issue with like people having to be single due to population differences. Mm-hmm. And that that's where he's got his audience from. Now, like it's and the problem is people mis misread it and just see must be capable of violence. But Andrew Tate definitely preaches do not use it, though. He may not preach do not use the violence, but the disgusting things that he does say about women on the minds of impressionable young Mm -hmm. teenage boys, the intention, although it matters, sometimes isn't the the whole of it. I believe that he kind of... He knows exactly... Him, he knows by him saying these things the narratives that it's going to bring up in society. Mm-hmm. He knows the but, controversy that he was about to stir up before he stirred it up. And I think that in terms of him needing to get people to rally behind him, in terms of people... Like he, he just needed the, the fame because if he didn't have the... If Andrew Tate didn't have the fame, then he's just another man. So mm-hmm. he needed the fame, first of all, to kind of put him on this pedestal that he's already yeah. put himself on. And then, by having everyone rallied behind him and having this mentality of, like, ah, we're going to be strong, independent men who don't care about our feelings and just do because we know it's for the benefit of just doing. But I would Mm -hmm. argue that men just doing has been the cause of male suicide rates for so long because we all know that between the ages of 25 and 35 the biggest killer in men suicide and I think that it's because they don't know how to like I think a big issue within a lot of older men is the inability to self-regulate the inability to confront 
deep emotion actually kind of reflect on what they're feeling and know why they're feeling that, address their own emotional trauma Mm -hmm. because they're so scared to have the emotional trauma. Like they, I feel like a lot of men fear the introspection of just day-to-day life in Mm -hmm. many situations and being able to just do because people are lazy is an escape from that and allows them to just disregard their own feelings. doing the right thing. Because if I was doing, doing at a warehouse job, I, that, that is what would make me kill myself. But doing the right things and doing... Everyone's got a path. And if you actually make the right decisions to follow your path and have fun with it and do what you enjoy, doing is the best thing possible. And that is unfortunately like a, prob- a, a much bigger problem with all people. Um... But I'm I I'm definitely more depressed when I'm not doing. So I I would hate a wasted life of me just bumming See, around in my room. I agree because obviously I love to do everything. I'm constantly just occupying my mind and mm-hmm. never sitting still. And I think it comes with kind of it's a double edged sword because you want to be able to kind of go out, experience all, experience it all now without taking the time to sit back and relax and confront your own emotions. But not confronting how you feel about something and repressing something and kind of ignoring it, just focusing on the day-to-day tasks of day-to-day life can be detrimental because the like it's psychologically proven that things that people repress don't just go away. Like mm. Things that people repress are repressed and will come up like in different instances in their life whether it be unintentional or intentional like if they don't address it for themselves in a way that they want to address it then when it does get addressed that's when we have the fears of domestic abuse like Mm. do you know what i'm saying between two people a man and a woman living in the house we've already identified that men are a lot stronger than women typically stereotypically Mm -hmm. If a man is not constantly, if if a man is just constantly doing, just constantly not regarding their emotions, constantly repressing, that to me would lead on to a man not being able to cope with how they feel because they've just been constantly ignoring it, which I do see Mm -hmm. quite often. A man not being able to kind of self-regulate their own emotions. That's once again doing nothing about it. Well, no, because what I would suggest for men to do would be to... Start caring about your feelings. Mm. Start making their facts care about their feelings. Like, I think that men should take fact and put it on the same pedestal as feelings because I've been... This is a question that I've completely... It's another another thing at the end of the day. Like, responsibilities also don't care about feelings. But they do. Responsibilities care about feelings because if you have an overwhelming overwhelming response, overwhelming amount of responsibilities mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to handle it what's that going to do decrease your mental health what's that going to do lead you to depression what's that going to do it just it's a cycle feelings have to be put on the same level as fact and responsibilities and everything else for that matter yeah. because mental health is as important as a physical i think that in terms of kind of society in general men and women it's been there's been developments in mental health and kind of the perspective on mental health that have been coming the past few years that have 
very much pushed it forward and put it to the forefront. But now it's kind of, we're, we're kind of regressing a bit. We uh, do this with a lot of issues in society where we, we steamroll it and then we pull it back and we steamroll it and pull it back. Mm. And I feel like mental health is kind of bearing the blunt, brunt of that at the minute. Kind of, it's been pushed forward. It's been prioritised. People are actually starting to take action towards their mental health. Yeah. But then that's inspired people like Andrew Tate to stand up and be like, but I've survived without addressing my mental health for ages. Mm. People need to just stop being lazy. People need to get over it. People need to just do. But that's not going to work for everyone because everyone mm. has a different personality type. Yeah. It's, not, it's not liquid. It's not fluid. It doesn't gel with everyone. I feel mm. like... But we, all, all of these reasonings, I still don't see why you should bother cancelling him. I think because he isn't aware as much as all the men that I interact with him, like, no, that interact with him over social media, that I interact with, like, I think the things that they share, the thing that they have in common, is their inability to care about other people's feelings because they don't care about their own. Mm. I feel like they, men have sort of, like you said, responsibilities, all of these things don't care about your feelings, so why should I care about my feelings if I just do? But then yeah. it removes the empathy away from certain situations in regards to other individuals that are going through hardships and hard mm -hmm. times because this person isn't willing to address their own emotions and their own feelings and they're projecting that onto other people. They're saying that because I don't, I don't accept my own, my own emotions and my own feelings, mm -hmm. you should just disregard your own and just do like I do and then we can come to a common ground but that's not mm -hmm. going to work for everyone. I feel like... Yeah, that's the thing that he doesn't realise. It's that everyone's different. Everyone's going to have their own way. We need to have empathy. Oh, no, of course. But that's where I say don't hate the man because if you argue with someone, you're never going to be able to talk to them properly and actually change their mind. So yeah. I wouldn't cancel him. I would just create your own podcast, exactly what you're doing, and get it big enough, get him on the show and discuss with him. But no, I wouldn't bother hating him or... I wouldn't have or him on my show. I haven't cancelling it. <laughs> I wouldn't have him on my show. I feel that, like giving that, him a that's platform... That's just biased, though. No, giving him a platform... He's got a larger platform than me. <laughs> he's got... He's the most Googled man in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't need to give him the platform of my gay space for him to ridicule women. And I feel like that's the, major, that's the opinion that majority of people should have. Joe Rogan shouldn't have had him on his podcast. Neither should Jay Shetty. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one should be imp like employing this man, giving him money to be on a platform. He's had the biggest platform in the world and he's already misusing it. So why are we kind of giving him more opportunities in order to spread his hateful messages? Like, I, I get that we find value in some of his teachings, but most of his teachings... The majority of women, I believe, do not resonate with his teachings. There are some self-loathing women that do, don't get me wrong. But I believe that the majority of women who subscribe to his values and teachings know that are just kind of repressing how they really feel and they want to fit into the system that has been created as well because it's just easier for them. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're also not recognising that it's not easy for everyone else. Like, I feel like the people that do find value in what he's saying won't know where to stop with the value in what he's saying and that's the issue it's not the fact that they're listening it's the fact that they're listening but they're listening too intentively because mm. he's making too much sense to them but he's making absurd sense to everyone else mm -hmm. 
I feel like it is the conspiracy theorists. It's the kind of people that want to find a, a new meaning, people that want to find a message, people that want to yeah, resonate I, with I, a new I, ideal. I believe in conspiracies, though. Like, I think it, conspiracies are prevalent within media currently, and it, public opinion does not match news outlets. And, like, it's... I, I don't believe in, like, aliens or any of that, like garbage really of course there must be aliens somewhere but like that's just <laughs> see you just contradicted yourself scientific chance like there's the universe is apparently infinite there's going to be another instance of life see i i get the whole conspiracy like what? and wanting to put value in conspiracy because it allows to dream of what could be and mm-hmm. we it allows us to kind of discuss what we know on the basis of what we don't know. And that's what I kind of value in conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But when people start putting more trust in conspiracy than they do in realism and reality, that's when I feel like there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel so like... What, what conspiracies has, has Andrew Tate participated in? So cons- I don't think that Andrew Tate has per se like, participated in conspiracy. I feel mm-hmm. like that people that look up to and idolise Andrew Tate are the people that value conspiracies, that mm-hmm. value the want to know, that value a new perspective of some sort, a higher perspective. Mm-hmm. And because he is preaching this with his narcissistic opinions and his narcissistic standpoint, he's putting himself on a pedestal and so many young impressionable boys are putting him on this same pedestal and are then taking on all of his negative... He has positive opinions, but he has all the negative ones that are directed just solely towards women. Mm-hmm. And then they're going out into the world with these ideals and then have to dismantle them for themselves when we could have just nipped it in the bud and cancelled Andrew Tate. I do believe that that is a great place to end it. But do you have any thoughts kind of regarding... Going for have I changed your mind on anything? Has anything kind of not not really to be fair. Do you feel like we agree on more than what you thought we did? Yeah, definitely. The same. Like but it's just yeah, like I still don't see how the man deserves to be cancelled. <laughs> like, but that's just our different ideals yeah. making us have that dis- decision because I say meet him at the platform and debate him and as you can say, like, make him slip up and then you can watch his demise rather than just cancelling it. I just, just do it do it properly. <laughs> See, the difference between here that we've figured out is you have the time and effort. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me being completely honest because I could do that. I could build my podcast to the highest lengths and pay him an extortionate amount to get him on my show. But when he's sat in front of me, I'm not going to want him there. <laughs> I'm still going to want him gone, and I would have wanted him to be gone. You just kick him out for, for the short clip, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll start going viral. Yeah. But thank you for coming on the podcast today, Hugo. It's no, been, cheers, appreciate it. It's been lovely, honestly. I feel like we've found more of a common ground, and there'll be less arguments in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all for listening as well. Oh, and sweet. that has been... Oh, man. <laughs>